Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the end of the show show. 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 Hi, and welcome to Gregor's End of the Show Show, wrapping up what went down in Seattle for the nerds and on the internet every weekday morning, only this morning. I badly have to pee. <laughs> All right, TMI, great, hey. Boy, the debate over the masks on the internet is so stupid. It's like, if you don't want to wear a mask, then just be like, I don't give a f about old people, and if I spread my germs to them and they die, that's fine with me. And then it'll be really awkward, because no one will know what to say back to you. Just a quick update. The mask helps keep your stupid germs in your dumb mouth from flying around and hitting other people. Is it perfect? No, it's not. Does it help? Certainly. I'll leave it at that for you to be able to figure it out from there and be mad at me and unsubscribe or whatever. How dare you? (laughs) So I made an adventure into the Capitol Hill Autonomous Protest Zone of Death. I don't know what they're calling it right now. I think it's CHOP, which is Organized Protest. But whatever, it does not matter to me what they're calling it. It is a very strange roped-off area that is full of all different sorts of people doing all sorts of different things. And what an experience. I felt super weird because there was like a zillion people, and there I was, having not been around others for a long time, being like, ew. <laughs> Please don't let all of us get infected with anything right now. But mask on, I went into the zone to have a look at it. And... I was frankly a little bit taken back by what I found. And I, this isn't like um this isn't like a uh, Fox News is evil and it's not it's exactly not what they said it is because um that's obvious that they're a propaganda machine, okay? What this is is that I went in and what I found had to be experienced firsthand to kind of understand it. No one's really talking about at least that I've seen in the media, how there's like another Occupy protest that's going on or setting that similarity. This feels like Cal Anderson's covered in tents. And I don't know if it was before or not, because I haven't been to Cal Anderson in a while, but it's covered in tents of people that have moved in, just like the Occupy Seattle protest at Seattle Central uh, Community College a few years ago. It feels just like that. So if you're coming down from the north, you see all that and you're like, oh, wow, this is... um." I get when they say autonomous zone originally, that this is where people have moved in and started living. And then there's a ton of like hygiene issues that come along with that that are pretty scary. I'm just talking about from a health standpoint. Like It's got to be complicated. It's crazy to see the juxtaposition of all the wealth that's around it, too. Very strange. 
That's how it was though with Occupy as well. Then you keep going and you see the Cal Anderson play area. I can't remember what the actual name of it is. There's another person's name on it, but it's like the field, the turf area where people throw frisbees and play soccer and stuff like that. And that is lined with tents full of supplies that are all distributed for free and they work on donations and they're really doing um, a lot of work to try and keep that organized. And it actually seems like it's effective, but also incredibly overwhelming. Then you have people that are appear to have some sort of um, mental health issues, like there's a struggle going on there. Uh, you see uh, maybe some schizophrenia there, um, some people that are very agitated and feel like they're, I don't know, when you put that many people into a space, then you it all kind of creeps up on one another. There could be some volatility. So there's a lot of that. Then there's like all the people that are just in the park with their families playing. As a juxtaposition to that. It's really interesting. But then you get down to Pine Street, where all of the actual roped-off zone is. And that's where the Black Lives Matter mural is. And it is stunning. And quite the tourist attraction. <laughs> it really is phenomenal to see how a group of people could come together. Like, if this wasn't in the middle of a protest, and a community came together and did that, where we didn't have to like take sides on it, whatever that means... It would be so impressive and so incredible, and I would be so pumped to be able to see that and check it out. It's even more heightened because of what's surrounding it. A thing that rubbed me a little wrong was people getting selfies in front of the Black Lives Matter mural. Like, you're going to post that on the social media and get some clout? Keep in mind, I will post this on social streams, and it will get three likes, and that'll be fine. But the idea that you would kind of hijack that for yourself when it's supposed to be raising other people up, but you'd be like, hey, look at me, I'm in front of the thing where people are suffering, cool. We do that all the time, I'm sure. I'm sure you could come up with a hundred examples of why I'm a butthole for saying this, but fine. At least if you're down there and you're taking your selfie, you're at least, I think, running into some sort of, how do I say it in the blog, like some sort of social activism. You might have to encounter that and maybe there's an uncomfortable feeling or maybe there's a chance to listen or communicate or whatever and learn about it. So maybe the selfies and the tourism part of it is sort of appropriate. Maybe that's okay. Maybe there's a benefit. That's what I'm trying to say from that. So all of that, there's all these different regions of stuff that's happening. Then you go down to where the Capitol Hill East Precinct is and that's all a mess too. It's like there's like Three or four different zones to this whole thing. I didn't see anyone speaking while I was there. There was no speakers up with a, there's a sound system and stuff. I didn't see any of that. I did see something really odd involving one of those preachers that you see like outside of a baseball game or something like that, where they're yelling a lot and not listening. That had a strange twist here. Hold on. Let's do some news. I'll come back with that. In case you missed it, it's the news. Today in coronavirus, four more people sadly have died and 300 plus new cases of COVID-19 have been confirmed in Washington state. King County is applying for phase number two. After targets have been met and sustained for a two week period, they can apply and should be approved. I wonder if the county's hustling to get to phase two before they find out any potential impacts in the ongoing protests. The drug being promoted by the government to cure COVID-19 is no longer available for treating coronavirus, as it has shown no reasonable benefit while carrying deadly side effects. If anyone tries to offer you a hydroxychloroquine, just say no. No! Seattle City Council has banned the use of chokeholds and police crowd control weapons like tear gas for officers. Tear gas is illegal to use in war, but remains legal for domestic crowd control. 
Guess the real enemy of the government is the people. And yesterday was massive. One of the biggest decisions for equality, the Supreme Court ruled that labor cannot discriminate based on sexual orientation. Because what business is that of your employer? You just got news. Saw an unfortunate moment at the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone Occupy protest. No, organized protest. That's what it is. One of those preachers that stands outside of the baseball games, it's like, Jesus shall control your savings account, and if you don't repent, he will debit you to hell. That is not what they say at all, but it is as ridiculous as that. Uh, these people, I forget what the word, I like looked it up. I know, I remember the word, I don't remember the definition, but um, the word that comes to mind is zealot, and it's a person who is fanatical and uncompromising in pursuit of their religious, political, or other ideals. And I realized, oh my God, there's like a battle of the zealots out here to some degree. So this man carrying a large banner goes walking through telling me about debiting my way to hell or whatever he was saying, right? Try to photograph all the letters individually so you can see them and kind of look at them and like appreciate the cool art that happened. You can see it on my blog now at 10778.com. Anyway, he goes walking through with one of those signs that tells you why you're a terrible person and definitely going to hell. And he's shouting and shouting and, okay, whatever. He walks the block past me. Who cares? Then I hear one lone voice yelling, Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! in the background. It sounds very faint. And then all of a sudden, a couple more. And a couple more. And then suddenly there's like a whole cacophony of people screaming, Black Lives Matter. And I was like, is this part of a protest? And I realized, no, no, no. The religious zealot had walked into the um, in, into a crowd of people. And it was the first time in my life I've ever seen one of these religious protesters, or no, not protesters, um, but zealot, uh, ever get shut down. People always try to like say something or like, you know, I'm typically like, oh, f- for whatever, you know, that type of thing, because it's... It's just very acerbic the way they come at you. Anyway, um, a group of people shut this guy down and he looked baffled. And I was kind of just like walking up to see what was going on. And he turned on his heel and started coming right at me. So I get down with my camera and start taking pictures and he stops and he starts like preaching like really angrily right there. That is where things took a turn for the worst. <laughs> you see, this man... And his couple cohorts, and they're preaching, and then they get surrounded by people holding up banners and flags and stuff like that, trying to trap them in. And he looks determined, but with an air of, I've never seen before, a bit of a panic in his face. Because this is an autonomous zone, right? There's no cops around. There's like no one that's really going to help him out if this goes badly. And sadly, it kind of did go badly. Back and forth, he was marching around, and I'm not leaving, I won't leave, I will preach. He's yelling and shouting and... But at some point, one of the protesters, like I, my view is not perfect on this, so look at the videos online. A protester got him in a bit of a standing headlock and was holding him. And then they were having like a dialogue that was like almost like it was releasing a little bit of the pressure. And then the man gives him a big old smooch on the face, right? And the preacher. The man holding him smooches him on the face, and the preacher is like, he like laughs, kind of like, like okay, at least I didn't get punched in the face, great. And the guy says, how do you like being kissed by a homosexual? Something that is challenging this preacher's beliefs, it appears, because of his reaction. He gets very, his face turns and sours. And so people are making a big deal out of the fact that a man kissed someone else without permission. Interesting. Then I wander off to go just like, it's like a lot, it's overwhelming. I wander off and I come back to find the guy on the ground 
I don't know if he's fallen or been taken down or what. I, I won't even speculate. But it's like this sad scene where there's all these people whose emotions are so heightened and they're screaming at this man on the ground. And the man on the ground has been screaming his face off too. The preacher has been screaming a ton. Don't get me wrong. But it felt very, again, volatile, like something bad could happen. So you just kind of keep a, you know, you watch as like, start taking note of the people that are standing around, like kind of like ready to jump in because you don't want, the one thing that shouldn't happen in these, in these protests is that there should be violence. The protesters were so mad at the police for inciting violence. And now they have to hold themselves to an even higher standard to prove that they were right, that violence isn't the answer. But you see the emotions getting out of control. Well, at some point, the preacher is being held in a headlock on the ground. And it is like the worst, I I hate this word, but it's the worst optics possible. Because here you are, the religious man is being persecuted by the angry people. The angry mob has gotten him. And it was really super sad. At that point, he was let go and they started to escort this guy out. There was like, I don't know if they have some sort of patrol of people that are trying to keep the peace or whatever, but they started escorting him one way. And I just was like, peace. Like this is, this is too much. Shame on me for not stepping in and actually doing something. But also I don't, I didn't get myself into that mess and no one was, I'm not even going to continue to speculate or make excuses. I didn't do anything except for trying to document it. So that way I could come back here and talk about it. The autonomous zone Largely chill, super cool music playing, people just being nice and sharing stories and making art and sharing their pain. But it's not perfect. There are other stories out there, too, that you can look up. But it was just that one experience that I can't can't forget. Because I hate being yelled at. I've got a two-year-old to yell at me all day, and it sucks. I don't like it when the religious people do it. And then to see the other side do the same thing. There's not like a right and wrong. There is a wrong. Racial inequality is wrong. Fact. Okay? But there's, we're all flawed humans. So we can't, no one can handle it perfectly all the time. But to see it so, like, in such a explosive way is very, whew, it's a lot. Yeah. Probably should do something to lighten the mood here, right? Probably figure out something to, um, here, let's talk about flying on airplanes and the farts that you bring with you. That'll do it. Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah! A Seattle tech firm called Teague is working on helping us return to flying safely with an idea that sounds like a Dyson invention. What if the air vents overhead on an airplane that are usually reserved for freezing you into a human meat popsicle? What if they actually sprayed down like a blade to keep flying spit particles from entering or leaving the airspace around your seat? Yeah. Quick question, though. How does that affect the fart particles from entering and leaving the airspace around your seat? Hmm? Burger King is changing the breakfast game again by rolling out the Impossible Crust Sandwich at locations across the country. Impossible Meats is the plant-based meat without actually any animal in it. I do find it odd that you'd have fake meat but still put an egg in there. Hey, quiet, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Impossible Meats are pretty awesome, though, and I would definitely crush a croissant sandwich right freaking now. No one paid me to say that. (laughs) And finally, well, someone went and did it. A Japanese university has created a lickable screen that can trick your tongue into tasting stuff that's not there. Weird. 
They synthesize flavor using electric current through one of five flavor zones on your tongue. Whew. Maybe don't take this screen with you when you go to the bathroom. Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah! <laughs> An outtake joke that I didn't use for on the radio was as any... Do I still have it written? I might still have it written down. Nah, I deleted it. Like any other good technology, it's the adult film industry that usually makes something work. <laughs> Think about the <laughs> the screen you lick for that. <laughs> Gross. Thanks for listening. Thanks to my diet. Thanks for listening to my diatribe. Uh, I'm always down to talk about it if you don't agree or if I got something wrong. I'm not trying to be um, anything other than just share my experience out there. I'm fully on the team of social change. Let's go. Let's get equality, huh? How about the change for the? Um, how about the change in the or the Supreme Court backing up the idea that you can't labor discriminate just because of someone's sexual identity, huh? Nicely done. America gets one thing right, right? This is the end of the end of the show show. The end of the end of the show show. 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 All right, thanks. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.